0: Well, good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I'm Anthony Moore. I serve as a senior pastor of Carolina Church that's located in Fort Washington, Maryland. Honored to have you all on what's called our prayer call line, and I thank you for your participation and certainly for your discipline Um, to rise early in the morning with our minds stayed on the Lord Jesus Christ, doing what we see Jesus doing and has done while, in fact, here on earth, rising early. He's doing it even now, being seated at the right hand of the Father where he intercedes on our behalf. And so as his disciples and as his witnesses, we have ascribed to the same discipline that we see Jesus doing and has done, which makes us um, a part of who he is. I want to challenge you all today before we intercede on behalf of others, as it is my custom to um, at least give us some biblical insight of our walk with the Lord, um, and then we go into interceding for others. I was thinking as I was um, preparing myself for our encounter on today about all that's happening in our world, regardless to where you're located, regardless to what city you're in, what state you might be a part of, All of us are experiencing a sense of um, godlessness in our culture, and the question is, what do we need to do? Our political officials, even here locally, are wrestling with um, who's at fault because people um, are not doing what they consider their jobs, and they are trying to come up with solutions that will offset the criminal and violent activities that we're seeing in our society and i'm sitting and i'm shouting at the television screen because i am saying to the political persons and to those who I who have i have an ear with until we encourage people to return back to the Lord, we will continue to experience the kind of mayhem that we're seeing being driven and tossed in our society. And so I want to suggest to you all today that we cannot afford to be silent about God and his ability to give order to our society, I want to say that again: we cannot afford, as believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, to be silent in the face of ungodliness all around us. I won't say it one more time because I, I believe you all are still waking up. So let me just try it one more time: we cannot afford to be silent about what is happening, not just in our world, but what's happening in our families, in our households, on our jobs, and in places that God has placed us to be his witnesses. So here's the question I want to pose to you all today. What does it mean to be a witness for Christ? I need you to wake up and please hear me today. What does it mean? God's calling us the solution to this world rests on our ability to grasp this concept to wrestle with this question what does it mean to be a witness for christ may may i suggest to you all that one of the one of the um one of the one of the most palatable traits of our jehovah witnesses those persons who are part of the jehovah one of the most palatable traits is that they will take to the streets, knock on our doors, and offer us a relationship with God. So I want to tackle today, what does it mean to be a witness for Christ? I want to work through this for just a few days, if you don't mind. See, as believers in Christ, we're called called to witness and to share about God's greatness to those who are around us. But the question that we have to wrestle with, or questions that we have to wrestle with, is what, what does it mean to be a witness for Christ? Why is it important? And how do we go about witnessing to others about this good news? Those are the three questions. I just want to wrestle with this for a minute. What, what does it mean to be a witness for Christ? Why is it important? And how do we go about witnessing to others about this good news? Can you think of the first time you heard the gospel? I want you to think about the first time you heard the gospel. Who told you? How did they tell you? I want to ask you, did they first share Christ with you through their words? Or did you first notice Christ working in them through their actions? I mean, y'all, just, just think about it. If that person never stood before you as a witness for Christ, if you think about this, you may not have ever heard of this wonderful news of the gospel and been brought into a relationship with God. So we can see how important this calling is to all of those who are disciples of Christ. So, what, what is a witness, Pastor? What is a witness? What do you think of when you hear the word witness? Most people probably think of someone in a courtroom. The witness is someone that has seen something, seen something, heard something. They saw something take place, and, and it's there um, for them to tell what they saw, what they heard, and experience. You, you, you've you seen the dramas on television. You've been in court yourself, and you've heard them say, um, uh, as they call the, a person to the witness, do you swear or affirm to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Because a witness is someone who, in fact, has seen something, heard something, or experienced something. Well, likewise, you all, as believers, as Christians, we are called— to be witnesses for Christ who present a testimony about the truth that we have experienced and heard. Now, the role of a witness all throughout scriptures um, is seen. I want you to, to note this, you all, in Acts chapter one, verse eight. In Acts one, verse eight, Jesus calls his disciples witnesses. And he calls them to go to the ends of the earth with his good news by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you'll discover this. He calls us as his disciples to be witnesses. That's number one. Not only does he call us to be witnesses, he also calls us to go to the ends of the earth with the good news but then he also empowers us with his spirit. Watch what chapter um, um one of the book of Acts verse eight says. It says, But you will you will receive power, but you will receive power, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, I do need you all to know that um, we see this in the New Testament, but this isn't just a New Testament thing. This is not just something that started with Christ sending out his disciples in the New Testament. No. It is something that we can see throughout the entire lens of the Scriptures. From the beginning, from the beginning, We can see God's plan to use his people to be his witnesses, to be his witnesses, to be his witnesses to the other nations around them. He calls the people to himself to know him. He calls the people to himself to be set apart and to tell of what they've experienced to all the nations around them. They were to be his representatives to the world. Yeah, we can see this early on with Abraham when God promised to make him a great nation that will be a blessing to all the nations. That's Genesis 12. We see it all throughout the story of the Old Testament. And I love how we begin to see this take place in the book of Exodus. Sort of to in Genesis, Genesis 12, but in Exodus, God had just started rescuing the Israelites from slavery, and he's calling them out as his people to worship him and to proclaim all that they have experienced. If you look at Exodus chapter 19, the B clause of chapter 3, all the way to, I'm sorry, the B clause of, of verse 3, all the way to verse 6, Exodus 19. Verse 3, the B clause, all the way to verse 6. This is what it says. The Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel. Y'all, come on. I need you to wake up and get this. Listen to what the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying unto him, saying to him, saying to him, saying to him, um, to Jacob, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, And tell the people of Israel, you yourself have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possessions among all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, these are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. they, They ought to reflect on all God has done for them, clinging closely to him by obeying his word and to be his treasured possession. This isn't just for their own sake, but to be a kingdom of priests with the role of being set apart for him in order to declare his praises to a lost world. Ah, and this theme that we see here in Exodus, that we've seen in Genesis, that we saw in the New Testament Acts, that theme continues all throughout the Old Testament. It continued with priests, with prophets, with judges, uh, doing just that, being a witness, being a witness. Hey, I'm I'm going to end it here, pick up here next week if the Lord delays his coming. Um, I want to challenge us to understand that we have a role to play in all of the chaos that we find our society, our families, our children, our loved ones, our relatives going through. We have a role to play. And while we're looking for solutions and throwing money to everything and every program, I want to be the preacher who sounds the alarm and says to you, until we bring people back to God, until we become his witnesses, can have all of the programs you want, you will never get the peace. That's the passive all understanding until we do what we are supposed to do, and that's to be witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you all to help me today to pray. I've got a list. I want you to pray for Brother Larry Thomas, Jackie Thomas. Honored to see Jackie in church on this past Sunday. God bless you as the Lord continues to heal your body. Praying for Deacon Sharon Durham for continual healing, Gary Davis who's diagnosed with cancer, continuing to pray for Barry Hayes, making some progress with believing God to heal his body completely. Kathleen and Michael Davis, Wanda Watkins Pitt, recovering from surgery, praying for the um, ministry um, to the Muslims in the USA. Prayer requests for Janet Arnold, who lost her sister and brother. We're praying for Deacon Cheryl Thomas and family. I've been asking you all to pray for Harry Mason. He transitioned on the other day, we, on yesterday, so we want to pray for him, for that family. Praying for Tanisha Henry and family, father transitioned. Praying for Ebony Powell, She's in a car accident. She's in physical therapy, but she needs our prayers. Tanya McClan, we're praying for you. For Janice Harris, praying for you on today. Praying for Sister Mary Davis and Deacon Evelyn Max, Sister Martina Baxter. Praying for Associate Pastor Talia White and Velda Jones, Sister Gaylene Musgrove, we're lifting you in prayer, Valerie Jones. I'm praying today for the travel, persons who are on travel, Elder Crystal who Holland, who's traveling We're lifting her in prayer. Lynette Belton, who's traveling out of the country, and we want to lift her in prayer that the Lord would keep her. We're praying for Sister Lynn Carpenter. These are persons traveling. Sister Kim Lewis, Yvonne um, Stanley, and Sister Shalanda Hill. We're lifting those persons in prayer. I'm praying for the church City Temple of Baltimore, whose pastor transitioned, um, Pastor Grady Jurgen, with lifting that person in prayer for D- Pastor DiCarlo Carlo Coley, whose mother transitioned, lifting that family and him in prayer, I'm praying for you, my brothers and sisters, I'm praying for you and for all of those names I have. I'm praying for Ed. And curled in Chisholm and praying that God will give them what they need. Employment, Father, make a way, make a way. I'm praying for our school systems and for our young people, for our youth. I'm lifting them in prayer today. Would you join me? I need you all to help me today to intercede on behalf of all of these who've come. Father, in Jesus' name. And we're so grateful, God, for you being the God that has rescued us, that saved us, that's that's sanctifying us, that's declaring us out to be a holy nation. And Lord, you request and require of us to be your witnesses, to let others see the difference you've made in our lives, to let that testify to what you can do. But not only that, God, you not only want them to see our deeds and our actions, but you want them to hear our words as we share with them in a generic way what it was that made a difference in our lives. Father, we first want to confess and repent we haven't done all you told us to do. We have kept silent when you told us to share. We've not invited, nor have we invoked your presence into the midst of the crises and chaos we found ourselves in. So, Lord, we ask for forgiveness. We know now, God, that we cannot do this on our own. But we need you. So if you would, God, forgive us. Heal the land. As we, in fact, become your mouthpiece. Your witnesses. Who will tell a dying world that the wages of sin is still death. And the gift of God is eternal life. We will be your witnesses and tell the world the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But that you have come, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We will tell the world that God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We will tell the world of the difference that you have made. Now, Father, I pray that you seal this this morning, that someone's heart is pricked to make a difference in their own environment. This is our prayer. Lord, for all of the sickness and healing that's needed, for all of the prayer requests gone, for I believe even now, God, you're able. We lift up before you, Christy feeling. We lift up before you, UBS in Atlanta. We lift up before you every person's name that's been called out today. Lord, this is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, join me again back this week. Next week, I'm going to continue to do this. And again, I'll be doing Bible study at 12 noon. You can certainly access it by way of our website, carolinachurch.org. Join me there, if you will, at 12 noon, and we do Bible study. And again, at 7 o'clock. Hey, listen, thank you all so much for your time. I appreciate you all. I've given you some principles today. I've challenged you. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. I want you to have a great day on purpose. I love you all much.